What's up, y'all? And welcome to the first ever episode of the Dream Conversion Podcast. Now, if you're listening right now, I just want to say thank you for taking some time out your day to listen to this. And I hope that the content that you hear, you know, resonates with you and that you leave with something from this episode. This is the first episode, like I said, I just want to talk more about the entire inspiration behind the Tafari Burke brand, you know, how I came about it and what's this whole brand about. So that's what I'll be talking about in this episode. So the big question is this. How are black people like us who were never taught how to actually chase our dreams or even run a business? How are we able to turn the thing that we have this deep burning passion for into a system that produces consistent and sustainable income? That's the question. And this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Tafari Burke and welcome to the Dream Conversion Podcast. All right, so since we're doing the introduction, I think it's only right that I tell you guys my complete name. So my real name is Eaton Akeem Tafari Burke. Now, Tafari is the name of an African prince. When I was younger, just the name Tafari, it always had like this cool jingle to it. Like Tafari, it was just unique. It was something that I never I never heard a lot. I honestly never heard it ever. And as I grew up, everything that I've experienced, I kind of just said like Tafari Burke. Like that name signified like the best version of myself. So coming up with this entire brand now, it was only fitting that like when thinking of a name for it, I was like Tafari Burke. Yes, this is what I, I wanted to call it. So that's that's kind of how the name came about. But I'll tell you guys more about how the brand itself came about. But first, I want to tell you guys more about my life in general. So my earlier years in school, I found out at a young age that school didn't challenge me. Like, it wasn't challenging at all. Now, I don't say this to brag. I don't say this to boast. I'm not egotistical in any way. That's not my personality. But um, I realized in an early age that I had a natural gift for learning. I was able to pick up and grasp concepts very fast. I realized that my mind was very analytical. It still is. And I think my dad realized that as well. He always was trying to teach me advanced concepts, and he always was trying to keep me ahead of the learning curve. So if I was in first grade, he was trying to teach me third, fourth grade level work, and that's just always what it was. <laughs> I remember in third grade specifically that he came to school and seen that I had a multiplication grid on the corner of my desk, and he ripped it off. I was like, whoa, dad, everybody else has one. And the teacher had told him the reason why, you know, um, she wanted everybody to have that just as a point of reference for anytime we were doing classwork. And this guy came and totally ripped it off. He's like, don't put this on my son's desk. You don't need this and da, da, da. And, you know, my dad's crazy, but he was always trying to teach me, you know, be the best in everything that you want to be in life and can be in life. He was always telling me to, you know, push for those those high levels, those high marks, he was always a man of excellence, which I completely respect him for. Shout out to you, Pops. <laughs> but yeah, so that was pretty much my like my my school life on a whole. Like I really didn't learn the concept of hard work in school. School for me was just I would learn whatever I learned in class. And if I got it, then I rarely did homework. Homework was always like one of my um, negative marks in school because I never did it. I felt like I didn't need to because I already knew the concepts. I'm like, why am I doing homework? So 
this again underachieving in school was the highlight of my school journey the only things i cared about was tests so i'm super competitive i say that right now i'm very super competitive i still am to this very day so my thing was i wanted the highest test marks because i wanted to be in class and like i nobody should be getting higher test marks than me and you know i should be getting hundreds or whatever the case may be so that that was it and oftentimes that's what happened you know i was i used to get some crazy achievements in school like i went to school in new york and they had things called state standardized exams so these were exams that you had to take and you had to get a certain score to move to the next grade level and countless times i remember i think twice in middle school i got a perfect score in my math exam and I remember even like the assistant principal coming to class and like shouting me out. And again, it's not to brag or anything. It's just I really like I had just a gift of learning. And it's something that only came out when I was pushed. Like I said, exams were the only thing. Other than that, I was so lazy. Like you couldn't get me to do homework. And it caused me to underachieve a lot, especially in high school. I ended up graduating high school with an 87 average, so I wasn't able to get into the top colleges that I'd wanted to. But this is where I made probably one of the biggest mistakes in my life because I ended up taking out loans to go to college. So because I graduated with an 87 average, I was stuck in a weird like grade ranking because I went to Manhattan College in the Bronx, in New York as well. This was an engineering school. Well, they were known for engineering, and I was trying to go in there for chemical engineering. Yeah, I'm crazy. I know. <laughs> so, yeah, I was trying to get into chemical engineering at the time because I loved chemistry. So, because I graduated again with the 87 average, I wasn't in that top 1%, so I couldn't get merit-based financial aid. I wasn't able to get any of that. So there's a thing in New York called HEOP. It's, I guess it's Higher Education Opportunities Program. Um, it's a grant program, but it's based off both your income and your grades. So their theory is because you came from a low income family, it compromised your ability to get good grades. So because I came from a low income family, but my grades were high, I couldn't get into that program. And that program actually gave you a full paid tuition and all of that. So I missed both opportunities. I couldn't get the scholarships and I couldn't get the HEOP. So I was in this middle, like this dead range. And I ended up having to take out loans because I was hell bent on going to that college because that was like the best thing I could get into for engineering. Cause again, Ivy leagues just wouldn't accept me with my average. So I got in there and I was like super motivated, bro. I was like, yo, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm about to be a chemical engineer because I didn't understand anything about loans. And I just wanted to, you know, get the loan so I could come into school. I took out two loans so i went to the school for two years so i ended up taking out two different loans for two different years so i took out one loan for my first year took out another loan for my second year now what messed me up is that each loan is a different interest rate so that messed me up because now i'm having to repay back two different loans so my monthly payments right now are crazy but at the time i didn't know that because i was just like yo i'm thinking i'm about to make like six figures coming now because entry level chemical engineering job especially i want to do petroleum engineer and that, those were the highest paid chemical engineers six figures starting out so like yo i'm about to get this you know we about to make this money this bag you know i'm good so and i started meeting other people who had gotten who had taken out student loans with chemical engineers way more than i had taken out and it was like yo 
they took out like 300,000. It was paying us off in like six, seven years. So I was like, all right, you know what I mean? I ain't got nothing to worry about. So that was my whole like premise. That was my whole game plan. That was what I wanted to do. I went into college, like I said, super motivated, but a weird thing happened. This is where dance kind of really showed up in my life. I was always partying, so I'm a dance hall dancer. Yeah, so this is where dance kind of came in my life more. I'm a dance hall dancer. So at that time, I was going to a lot of parties, like a lot of Jamaican clubs and stuff like that. And at that time, I wasn't of age to really get into clubs. So it really wasn't the clubbing that used to get me. It was just the fact that I was dancing. And that's where I honestly realized that I had a passion for dance. It wasn't the clubbing because I wasn't drinking in the clubs like that. Like I honestly wasn't at all because I wasn't a drinker at that time. Um, <laughs> at that time so yeah I, I wasn't drinking at that time so it was really just more the dancing like the dancing was a way for me to like release whatever i was feeling and i just love to dance because i love music in general so i had found my love for dance during that time and while i was in college i was still partying a lot a lot a lot but then I was in a dance crew and the leader at the time, you know, he started um, just showing me how I could take dance and make more of it. And I'd follow all these different like dance hall dancers on Facebook at the time and stuff. And I'd see these guys like touring and making all this money. And I was like, whoa, this is what I should be doing. You know what I mean? So it got to the point, honestly, that I had at this times I'd have schoolwork to do, homework to do, and I'd completely not do it. I'm dancing, I'm thinking about dance, I'm at a party, and my college career was just bad. It was bad, 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 bad. The first semester of every year it was okay because I was like kind of motivated, but after that, dance like took over every time, and I just slacked to the point where I flunked out. I ended up going to like four different schools. I transferred a bunch of times, four or three, can't remember, but. I'd flunked out, totally flunked out. And again, it wasn't because I was incompetent. It was just, it was a lack of focus. And that's where I realized that, you know, my heart isn't in it. What's the sense of me going there? And the loans were already killing me. You know, like it was already a, a lot to go there. I'm like, I'm already taking out a bunch of money. What's the sense? And I'm not even really focused. So what's the sense taking out all this money for it? You know, so I had dropped out. So I started going into dance. This is where my life really got crazy because I got out of school. I just finished my last job. So this is like 2017 now-ish. Yeah, this is 2017. I went to college in what 2013. I didn't graduate though. So this is all the time when I was hopping, skipping around colleges. So um, left school 2017, left my job. And I was doing security at the time, left it and I just was saying, like, you know, I'm going to do this dancing thing. I started making dance videos, a bunch of dance videos, posting it on Facebook. After a while, I started getting some type of traction. I started getting recognition. Dance halls more practice and bigger in Europe. So I started following, like, a bunch of people in Europe and added people in Europe. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to get a tour. We're going to start doing this stuff. Um, In 2017, that same summer, I was able to go to Sweden for the first time with my teammate. And... It wasn't a lot of money, but just that experience, like just being able to travel the world because of something you love and your talent, it was so unreal to me. And I remember just the feeling I had. It was incredible, like incredible meeting different people and just being able to share something that you work so hard on all the time, you know, like that, that for me was everything. And I wanted to 
get that feeling all the time. Like I've never had that feeling in anything I've done growing up, you know? So it was really special and I, I started pursuing it heavy. So 2017, I went there and then 2018, I was trying the whole thing again, dance videos. I quickly realized that Europe was the only place where I was making a lot of money because here in America, dance hall isn't as popular and it's not industrialized. So I wasn't getting a lot of like bookings from like artists and shows and gigs because dance hall music isn't popular here. It's not like hip hop or rap and R&B and jazz and all this stuff where, you know, dancers make a decent living in America dancing. So I kind of was in this weird place because my loans, they went into repayment. I had to start doing the whole repayment thing and I got in trouble with my parents and a whole bunch of stuff that I'll talk about in um, future episodes. But it was just a lot. It was a lot. I started realizing that my lack of success with dancing in terms of monetizing it came because I didn't understand business. Now, the people who I was following, I, I realized that there were some people who were like doing tours or whatever, but then I realized that there were other dancers, not really dance hall, but just dancers who made a business out of dancing. And I was like, yo, this is something more sustainable. You know, if you have a, a business for dance, this is more sustainable because I, up to that point, all I was doing, you know, was just posting dance videos, hoping and praying that somebody would write me on Facebook or Instagram and say, hey, I have this video shoot for you, you know, and it sounds dumb now that I'm talking about it but at the time like it was so practical like that's the only thing I'd wanted to do at the time so it was crazy but that's where the passion was that's where my drive was so that's like a, a rough backstory of me but where the Tafari Burke brand came from is the fact that I realized that I wasn't able to monetize my dream because I lacked business knowledge I didn't understand the the actual process of building a brand like what is that how does that happen and i also didn't understand the importance of self-development it wasn't up until recently i really started tapping into self-development and it has totally changed my life changed my perspective on life my drive my my vision like all of that stuff and you know something that we don't we don't learn the importance of these stuff at a young age especially you know coming out of the black community you know so yeah, it's just something that you're not taught. I realize that these things are extremely important, extremely important. And I've always seen myself as a leader um, in everything that I've ever done. I've always seen myself as a leader. Um, people naturally gravitate towards me in terms of leadership, wanting advice in life and stuff like that. That's just always been my role. So over the years, I've kind of taken it personal. I've kind of embraced it. And I was thinking like, yo, what if I was able to show people how to monetize their passion? You know, like what if I really went on a journey of learning business and all this stuff? And as I'm learning, you know, when I learned it, I can show people how to do this because the worst thing in life for me is living with no purpose, like living unhappy. I think so much times, especially in the black community, we we preach, you know, get the education, get the job, but we don't realize that the education and the job is not what makes you happy, you know? And you realize like we try to chase like the white dream, quote unquote, because you see the white people with the money and yes, you know, there's systemic racism and all this other stuff, but we don't understand that, you know, What's the sense of going to school and getting this job if if it's not something you're passionate about, bro? Or you don't un even understand or realize what your passion is. Like, 
what's the sense of you doing all of that? You know, it, it to me it doesn't make sense because again, the job isn't going to make you happy. The the degree isn't going to make you happy. It's whatever your passion is. The best feeling in the world is getting paid from what you love to do. That is the best feeling in the world. I'm telling you firsthand, there's nothing better than in terms of making money than making money from doing something that you absolutely love. Because one, you don't feel like it's, it's work. And the fact that you get money really is a bonus. You know, so that's the mission of Tafari Burke is to empower aspiring and even current entrepreneurs to really build the business of their dreams you know through the resources that we provide and i hope to provide and just business knowledge and the the need of self-development you know so this podcast really was a platform for me to document my journey um through this whole thing i currently have a dance team um we're building a business my dance team you can follow us on instagram at pyrotex so this is pyro p y r o underscore text t e c h s um that's my dance team you can check us out but right now we're in the rebranding phase um i've been i tell you i've been dancing with these guys for about three years now i've been on what like three europe tours i've been to about 14 15 countries again not to brag but i've had some type of success but I'm still broke, you know, because again, I didn't understand this concept of branding and how to actually build a business. So this podcast is my journey through it. I've been doing a lot of researching and a lot of um, studying on just brand building and business and marketing. I've, I've fallen in love with it. Um, I've gotten a couple of certifications over the past couple of months with Corona and all that stuff. So I've been indulging more than ever in marketing and the business side of things because I'm learning that product is nothing if you don't understand how to market it. And that was really what was messing me up is that I didn't understand how to market my dance. I sucked at it. It was horrible. You know, so me learning all of this now, I've realized like these are the things that we as black people don't learn. You know, people don't teach us. And that's the thing that's stopping us a lot of times from building the business of our dream and you know being able to turn whatever passion the thing that we love into some type of income you know by learning how to build a brand and how to build a business out of the thing that you love so again that's that's the purpose i'll be doing this podcast every day yes i said it every day i recently read, read a book by russell brunson you can check him out He's a incredibly gifted marketer. He knows his stuff. I learned a lot from him right now. His name is Russell Brunson. You can check him out. I learned this in a book called Traffic Secrets that he just recently wrote and published. So he said in the book something like, you know, you if you never want to worry about money again, do a show and do it for one year every day. So for 365 days, um, every day, publish a show. And as you guys may not know, podcasts are actually pretty early in their development. Blogs, in terms of blogs and YouTube channels, those are more like in the 50, 100 millions type of thing. Um, podcasts are, I don't even know if it's hit a million yet, but if it has, it's in the low, like 1 million. So they're still in their early phases. So that's why I kind of chose podcasts and I don't know, video for me. Yes, I'm a dancer. It's kind of crazy, right? I'm a dancer, but talking on camera still kind of like weirds me out as opposed to podcasts where it's a lot more intimate. It's just a mic and me. And I'll, it's kind of be like just talking out loud my thoughts or whatever. So it's a lot more intimate. So that's why I chose the podcast. But 
yeah, in the book, he says, you know, do a show for 365 days and you'll never be broke again. So that's my goal. I've committed already to 365 days. So, yeah, you'll be hearing from me every day. I'll be dropping a podcast every day about different topics. And you can always, you know, submit any topics that you would like me to do. I want this to be a very interactive platform. I'll be interviewing people as well who are knowledgeable in business, who have built businesses, successful businesses, artists, people who've turned their passions into income. So you get a different perspective and you can hear firsthand knowledge of people who've already done the things that we're trying to do. You know, so like I said, this is the Dream Conversion Podcast and I call it that for a reason. So yeah, that's that's the that's the goal you know what i mean so definitely reach out if there's anybody that you would love to see on the show you'd like to see be interviewed i already got a couple people lined up i'll start to drop them later in the week but just reach out again i want this to be an interactive platform if you haven't already follow me on instagram at tafari burke that's where you can really reach me on a personal level. I'm very active on Instagram. I'm on that Instagram. You can also follow my dance page, my personal dance page at Pyrotech. So that's P-Y-R-O-T-E-C-H underscore unruly. So that's U-N-R-U-L-Y unruly. So Pyrotech underscore unruly. That's my dance page more of a personal page that's where you can follow me at subscribe to the email list definitely subscribe to the email list i'll be sending weekly emails for all the podcasts that i recorded the week before so i give like a description on each podcast and then you can decide which one like resonates with you the most or which one you think is interesting there'll be links there so you can listen to them so i say you know we just getting started but i love it just completed my first episode i'm happy i know i probably rambled a bunch and it sounds crazy but you know when you want to do something you kind of just have to do it you got to just put yourself out there and do it and i know as i get better at this and with more repetition it's going to become easier i'm going to find my voice my tempo at the right speed so i know i probably i'm talking like super fast i feel it but hey i'm trying not to stress about it Congratulations on listening to another episode of the Dream Conversion Podcast. Be sure to comment your thoughts, feedback, or anything in particular that resonated with you or that you learned throughout this episode. Also, be sure to hit the subscribe button so that you stay up to date and you always get the latest episodes delivered directly to your phone. If you like this episode in particular, share it on all your other social media platforms and also be sure to follow me on instagram at tafari burke be sure to write me and just tell me your thoughts all right dream converters i'm out